As you guys know, this podcast is all about helping you become your most healthy and conscious self, which is why I've made an effort to get Holly Sinclair from the Women Series on as a guest. Her company, The Women Series, is an educational platform designed to empower women through all stages of their reproductive health. From learning about remedies for PCOS, endometriosis, and all the way through to preconceptive care, the Women Series education platform called The Womb is your one-stop shop to female greatness. You guys know I constantly love learning about my body and how I can be my most optimal self and Holly's course content, podcasts and webinars have truly helped me to better understand myself and my body, which is what you will also have access to if you sign up. Not only is her education platform, The Womb, designed to help you on your health journey, but it is also designed for industry professionals to learn at a deeper level about functional medicine and how to apply it to their female clients. If you want to finally fix your chronic period pain, bad skin, mental health, support your body coming off birth control, or simply just want to gain a better understanding of your health, you can use the code TWSWWSK at checkout for a 10% discount to both her educational membership or the industry training with your first month free. So honestly, why would you not just check it out? I'll have the link to the platform and discount code in the show notes. And the best way to support the show is to check out Holly's platform using the code. Let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the What Would You Know podcast. This is your host, Lily Heenan, and it's currently Thursday. Your girl has anxiety from the weekend still I still feel literally terrible and I inspired myself by the topic of today because today we're going to be speaking about anxiety like I said it's literally Thursday and I'm quite literally still experiencing anxiety about the things that I said and did on the weekend and if anyone saw me trying to be tube girl out at the front of the SB on Saturday night that was not me okay that was someone else. <laughs> and if you're anything like me, the one thing that you did or the one thing that you said replays in your head over and over and over again and it leaves you feeling sick in the stomach because you just can't seem to let it go. And it's hard because most people drink to relieve anxiety in the moment, but in the long run, it actually makes it worse. And I am the walking, talking example of that. And alcohol is such a huge part of our lives, especially in our 20, 20s. But the way we have normalized it is a completely different topic in itself. So today I'm just going to be sticking to some of the psychology of anxiety and if we can minimize some of the symptoms. I have obviously been in my healing girl era because I used to be someone who would literally go out every weekend and that's okay, but I don't normally go out that often now. But the past like three, four weeks, I've gone out every weekend because I had a hen's weekend, then I had a birthday, then it was the grand final this weekend. If you live in Australia, you know the AFL grand final is pretty big. And it was fun, but for some reason, the next few days afterwards when I'm hungover and have anxiety, I literally regret going out and I just feel myself getting into a really negative headspace. But some of my friends on the weekend were just reminding me like you had fun. You don't do this all the time. You're literally in your 20s. It's okay to go out and have fun and do this every now and then. And they're so right. And I wanted to read you this little quote because there's someone that I follow. Shout out if you're listening. Her name's Alex. She studies naturopathy. Um, I will leave her little Instagram in the descriptions below but she posted this last night and 
I, it just made me feel so much better my, about myself and I want you guys to listen to this as well. I think one of the biggest demons about studying naturopathy is keeping up with the impossible perfect health appearance. It's truly not attainable. Let your hair down, drink a little bit if you want, be silly with your friends, eat the demonized, yummy, greasy, sugary foods in moderation. There's things you can do to detox and restore your body afterwards and before. This includes sauna, walking, herbs like dandelion root, milk thistle, licorice, ginger, 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 restore electrolytes through coconut water, Celtics sea salt in spring water, garlic, vitamin C, take magnesium, swim in the ocean, eat your greens, sleep, making sure that 80% of the time a holistic approach to health is your priority. Whole foods, clean water, exercise, true rest, quality sleep and connection to earth. It's about balance, baby. I had a fun weekend letting my hair down and I don't usually let myself do this. And I thought that that was so nice because it was a beautiful reminder of we should all live in balance of 80-20. Yes, we should be sticking to looking after ourselves and prioritizing our health 80% of the time. But the remaining 20%, eat the shitty food, go out, get drunk, have fun with your friends because that's life. Okay, what is anxiety. Put it simply, it's when you have anxiety when you're hungover. It's not actually a clinical term. It's just a very well-known phenomenon. And what causes anxiety is the chemical changes in our brain as a result of literally drinking toxins. So when we're hungover, our dopamine levels are down, which play a huge role in regulating anxiety and our stress hormone cortisol is higher. And I know I've spoken about this a little bit before, but Andrew Huberman, love him, Daddy Huberman. Go and listen to one of his episodes that he did about alcohol. It's a very in-depth about what alcohol does to our body, the effects of it, how you can prevent hangovers. And he pretty much, like, I didn't know this about alcohol, but we think that obviously, well, we know that in the moment when we drink alcohol, it makes us feel less stressed and less anxious. And I'll get into why that happens in a little bit. But what people don't understand is So the neurotransmitters, anxiety and our cortisol is actually a lot higher because of drinking alcohol. So alcohol is literally a toxin and I wish that we could drink it without having both the short-term and the long-term effects, but it's literally not possible. The neurotransmitter changes involved in the brain that contribute to anxiety are two neurotransmitters mainly called GABA and glutamate. So The reason why you feel calmer and have a reduction in anxiety after a few drinks is because alcohol initially increases the activity of an inhibitory neurotransmitter called GABA. And GABA has a calming effect on our brain. But of course, this has to come back down. What goes up must come back down. And when alcohol wears off, your GABA activity will decrease, which makes you feel more anxious. The other neurotransmitter involved is glutamate, which is an excitatory neurotransmitter. Glutamate is associated with our alertness, our wakefulness and cognitive function. But drinking alcohol inhibits our glutamate activity. So this is one of the reasons why we have that sedative effect and it makes us feel more calm, less anxious, and maybe more likely to do things that we wouldn't do when we were sober. So I know for a fact I wouldn't have been out the SB trying to do Tube Girl on the weekend, videoing myself on TikTok with my friends, and then we get in the Uber 
and I'm still trying to video Tube Girl and I'm hooking up with my friend in the back of the car. Then I proceeded proceeded to post that TikTok on the What Would She Know podcast page. <laughs> Not the business account, my friends were saying. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning and I see the TikTok and I immediately delete it and I just haven't been able to like that's been one of the things that I haven't been able to let go in terms of anxiety this week is just the fact that I was out the front of the SP because I know it's not even that bad, but just for some reason, like you just, I can't seem to shake it. It's not something that I would do when I'm sober. However, going back to glutamate, as the effects of alcohol wear off, the brain responds by increasing glutamate activity. So this rebound effect can contribute to feelings of restlessness, heightened anxiety and wakefulness, which are often experienced during a hangover or withdrawal from alcohol. Now, it is important to note that individual responses to alcohol are obviously going to vary. We are all different And factors like the amount of alcohol consumed, your tolerance and your genetics will influence how a person will experience the neurotransmitter changes. So excessive or chronic alcohol use can also lead to long-term alterations in our neurotransmitter systems, which will contribute to issues like alcohol dependence and withdrawal symptoms. So I know for me at baseline, I am someone who has, I guess, struggled with feelings of anxiety for as long as I can remember so I think because like sometimes I'll speak to my friends and I'll be like how are you feeling this morning are you anxious and they'll be like no what do you mean like I feel shit but I'm not anxious and I'm like why am I literally spiraling in my head right now about the fucking thing that I said to this person when in the if you zoom out on the world it's literally the most irrelevant thing And I know for a fact that person isn't thinking about that. I think it could definitely be due to my genetics and the fact that I do struggle with anxiety when I'm, when I haven't been drinking, because obviously genetics can influence how a person experiences the changes from alcohol and the interaction and rebound effects of the neurotransmitters that I've just mentioned. So glutamate and GABA leads to the anxiety and discomfort we feel once the alcohol wears off. You know what I also did on the weekend? I ended up at the dirtiest nightclub known in Melbourne. I literally I literally walked in there and it was very early. I think at this point it was like five o'clock. Also, it was daylight savings on Sunday morning. So like we lost an hour. So I felt like the time literally went on the weekend and I literally walked up those big fucking stairs and I was in there for like five, 10 minutes. And I was like, Lily, this isn't you. Get out. You're like, you're not going to have fun here. You need to go home. Cause that's my problem. I feel like I was getting better at it, but the past few weekends, I definitely haven't. But again, I've had fun and it's okay. 80, 20. But my issue the past few weeks and in the past has been Knowing when to call it a night. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't need to stay up of all hours and keep kicking on. And like it's just go to bed at 12. You've had fun. Get some sleep. Because again, what I'm going to talk about next, one of the most important things or the most important factor that is going to contribute to our anxiety is the quality of our sleep. And if you're staying up of all hours of night and you're not getting enough sleep, of course, your your hangover and your anxiety the next day is going to be through the roof. So when we drink alcohol, it impacts what is known as our REM cycle of sleep, which stands for 
rapid eye movement. This is the most important and deepest part of our sleep, which has the most restorative effect on our body. If you're not getting REM sleep, you're not processing memories and new information. So REM sleep ensures for better mood regulation and concentration, which are obviously two very important things that affect our day-to-day life. So even if you are someone who likes a glass of red or two at night, but struggles with your mood and concentration the next day, if you took away that wine and cut it back, I promise you your symptoms would get better. Because again, if you're not getting REM sleep, you're not ensuring for better mood and better concentration the next day. Huberman, I know I always talk about him and I will continue to talk about him. I'm also going to him next year with my friend. I'm so fucking excited. But classic Lily, I googled Huberman tickets and literally just clicked the first one that came up, right? And it was blue. So I think like the main website was, is it Ticketet or Ticketmaster? And hang on, I'm going to have a look at this quickly and ask you guys if you know if this is, um, okay. The Ticket Merchant is where I bought the two tickets, right? And they were $150 each. And I've sent them to my friend and have gone, woo, just got tickets. And she turned around and was like, Lily, that's not Ticketmaster. And I was like, Fuck. And I don't know if they're legit. And obviously the Huberman website says, you know, we only are selling tickets through Ticketmaster or Ticket Tech or whatever they're selling it through. Like do not buy tickets from anywhere else. And like there's a lot of things online that's saying Ticket Merchant, which is where I bought the tickets from, is safe. But then also I don't want to risk it. And I also tried to look into it yesterday and you can't get a refund from it. So if anyone has tried Ticket Merchant and it has been okay, can you please let me know? Okay, so back to Huberman. So Huberman did an episode on alcohol and dove deep into the science of alcohol, like I said at the start. And he said that as as little as two drinks a week still has devastating effects on our health. And like I say all the time, yes, unfortunately, sometimes our lifestyle and our environment contributes to or is the root of our symptoms. Genes load the gun, but environment and lifestyle pull the trigger. Always come back to that. Of course, there's context to everything in saying that, right? Just one drink affects our REM sleep and and our sleep quality and anything over two drinks of alcohol, which is considered high, impacts our sleep quality by up to 39%. So lack of REM contributes to insomnia, sleep apnea and anxiety. But if you nasal breathe, this promotes REM sleep. And we know I talk about nasal breathing all the time and mouth taping. If you haven't listened to my episode with Dean Gladstone, where we talk a little bit, well, a lot about breath work and nasal breathing and why you should be mouth taping, go and listen to the episode. I think it, um, it it's with Dean Gladstone and I think the title is um, The Power of Breath and How Holistic Health Changed My Life. I think this is why I had insomnia for my whole life, right? Until I started mouth taping every single night. Because when I mouth tape, I wake up feeling less tired. I can fall asleep faster and I don't wake up during the middle of the night. I could sleep for like 10 hours and I would always wake up feeling exhausted. But now I wake up and I feel pretty good. I feel pretty energized. Lately, I haven't been waking up feeling the best because again, I've been doing a lot of social stuff on the weekend and I have been drinking. And we know based on what I've just said, alcohol impacts our sleep quality. And if you're not getting proper sleep, of course, you're going to wake up the next day feeling tired and you're going to have less 
energy and you're going to be more anxious and you're not going to be able to concentrate better. And also there's been like a few issues with Winston lately. He is a Frenchie and I think it's like an allergy thing um, with us coming into spring. Oh, my foot's asleep. And the other weekend I was hungover. (laughs) Surprise. And I – because I cook him food. So I cook him like veg and meat and – bone broth and I know bizarre but the vet recommended it and if you feed your dog standard dog food I just want you to go and read out the ingredient list on the back of your dog food and tell me if you know what any of those ingredients actually are and what they actually do because I'd I'd love to hear from you anyway it happens I was lazy I ordered dog food and got it dropped off because he didn't have any it was just like standard dry food and that week and a half he was having dog food and because the reason why we stopped giving him dog food in the first place is because he was having a lot of like health issues like the itching he was farting a lot lots of diarrhea so we went to the vet and they recommended like switch his diet just give him like veg and chicken So we did that and of course I've given him dog food and his itching and licking has been so excessive like I have to put like a little cone around his head so he stops like he's making himself bleed it's that bad so of course I've given him um he's back on his normal food now with his bone broth his omega-3s we've got a gut health fucking product from the vet I know it's literally it is literally bizarre but that's I love him. So that's been also affecting the quality of my sleep because he sleeps in my room, which again, he should probably sleep out in the lounge room and he wakes up licking and that's what wakes me up. And he's probably waking me up when I am in my REM sleep. And of course, if that's being affected, then I'm not getting good quality sleep. And that's why I have been waking up a little bit tired. But before all of this was happening. I was waking up feeling refreshed and it I seriously it all comes down to I think mouth taping which has made me be a nasal breather at night. And it's so it's so cool because so many more people are now talking about it. And if you don't know, just quickly, we're not supposed to breathe through our mouths, right? So if you've like if someone's ever taken a photo of you with your mouth open while you're sleeping, you're most likely a mouth breather. If you wake up feeling tired in the morning, if you wake up in the middle of the night needing to pee, if you wake up in the morning with bad breath or a dry mouth and you like you don't feel rested, it's most like or like you snore or sleep apnea, it's most likely because you're a mouth breather. And to stop this from happening, you just get a little bit of micro tape. It took me a while to get used to and like the first month I'd always wake up with it off because your body, like I think a lot of people worry that you're not going to be able to breathe at night, but your body physically won't stop you from breathing. It, so I think in the middle of the night, it was like I was ripping the tape off during the middle of the night, but it's, it's all good now because I wake up with it still on. And yeah, so that's how important good quality sleep is, especially when it comes to anxiety. And our mood in general. I think a really good strategy to remember if you really don't want to deal with the side effects is to stop and ask yourself the question, okay, well, if I drink this alcohol, then what happens to my health the next day, the next few days, the next week? If I drink this alcohol, stay up all night, disrupt my sleep, then what happens to my mental health for the next few days? Now, again, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to have 80-20, but 
sometimes we do need to ask ourselves this question and we do need to like if you are an excessive drinker and you're drinking every weekend and you don't want to feel like this ask yourself that question and I think like I said there are some people who can literally drink and stay up stay up all, all hours and do drugs and whatever and the next day or the next few days the next week they're literally fine like it doesn't affect them like going back that could very much be a genetics thing. But if you're anything like me, it's a Thursday and I'm still struggling. Like I'm still not a hundred percent myself. And I know like I'm coming into my period and I think I'm starting to get sick, but I know when I have a very big weekend, it will take me at least three days, three to four days to fully recover. And it's like my coach was even saying to me, she was like, yeah, you can go out and do that and have that, have all that fun. But is this in line with your goals? Is this in line with your values? Is it really just a night of drinking? Because look at how much it's affected your whole week. I'm like, fuck. Tips to manage your anxiety post-drinking. One of my best tips is to avoid stimulant drugs such as caffeine that will literally just amplify your anxiety. So lay off the caffeine the next day. Obviously sleep, we know you want to be getting at least seven to eight hours we know that obviously when you drink alcohol it's going to impact your REM sleep like you're probably not even going to be getting any but you still want to prioritize sleep another tip to manage your anxiety is don't mix your drinks especially with sugar because this can contribute to an increase in anxiety this is like something The next tip that I did, not this weekend, just gone, but the week before, but hydrate when you get home and in between between drinks if you can, because being dehydrated can exacerbate your symptoms. I didn't do that on the weekend, just gone, because I know sometimes you literally just forget. But the weekend prior, I was drinking between my drinks and I had so much water when I got home, like one and a half liters. And I woke up, I swear I didn't have a hangover. And I also took supplements last weekend. I didn't take them this weekend, just gone. But the one before that, and I'm going to tell you what the little supplement concoction is in a second, but drinking water is so important. Eat before and after you drink. This will slow the absorption of alcohol in your bloodstream and it is going to help to reduce the impact of alcohol on your body and brain. Another tip is just to understand your tolerance because some people can drink a lot more drink a lot and not experience any anxiety. And if you're anything like me, anything over three drinks makes me feel tired and shit the next day. And that could literally be because just one or two drinks impacts our REM sleep, like I said, which can be contributing to me feeling terrible the next day. But again, remember, alcohol is literally toxin. And anything over six drinks impacts me for days after. And my anxiety is feels like it's through the roof. So just try and adjust your drinking habits based on how it affects you or just don't drink it altogether, which I know isn't going to happen for us, for a lot of us, but we're learning. I would actually like to try and see if I could do a year of no drinking completely. My friend was saying this to me the other day that she really wants to try it next year and it's so interesting because we always make excuses for it, right? Because it's literally so normalized by society because we were talking about it and she just kind of said, I wanted to do it, but then... I also have Europe next year and I have weddings coming up and like obviously travel and weddings is very associated with drinking and we feel like we're going to miss out. And I was like, yeah, I completely get it. But also you can do it if you want to. Like you don't have to drink when you go overseas and you don't have to drink at a wedding if you don't want to. And if people are going to 
treat you any differently based on the fact that you're choosing not to drink, then they're just shitty people and that's them projecting insecurities because deep down that's them and their ego probably getting upset and triggered because they want to be able to say no and not drink themselves, but they probably feel this pressure of everyone around them that they have to because it's quote-unquote normal. It's just a very interesting concept. Oh, I also found interesting on the weekend we were having a conversation. So one of my friends doesn't vape. Love him. I actually don't vape either. I can't vape. My body rejects it, but we know that I love a cigarette, which is gross. Also, I haven't figured out how to not smoke when I go out and drink, but I'm getting there. It's a very filthy habit. But anyway, we're on the topic of like smoking and vaping and like how bad it is for you. And he was just like educating us, like not that we already didn't know, but just was like trying to say guys you need to stop like it's so bad and we know I'm actually so grateful that I haven't been able to pick up vaping because it's worse than smoking like it actually scares me and especially like for men like I saw this massive research thing on like how it's contributing to low testosterone and and infertility it's like we wonder why we have all these health problems but like Again, this is something that we've normalized as a society and I get it. It's addicting and you love it because literally I've been there. I've done that with cigarettes. So this is, I'm not judging anyone. I swear to God, because like I totally get it. But this is just another thing that we come back to when we ask, why have we got so many health issues in society? But we normalize things like vaping, sitting in our bed and vaping. Anyway, we were talking about vaping and smoking. And again, he was just saying like, it's it's so bad and this and that. And like, you girls need to stop. And I was like, we were like, yeah, 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 so true. But then we were sitting there drunk, but no one was sitting there saying like, oh my God, alcohol is so bad. Like, that's what I mean. Like, just like society has normalized this toxin, alcohol. But like, there was no conversations around the fact that like alcohol is so bad because it's just, it's like, normalized by society because it's like a social thing and it's okay to do which it is but I'm just saying I found that because I don't want to say like like put any like negative associations around that and be like no one can do this and you can't do this Lily and like restrict myself but it I just found it really super like really interesting so the moral of that tip just try and adjust your drinking habits based on how it affects you which I think I already said Whoops. And the last tip to manage your anxiety post drinking is I'm still trialing and erring supplements for hangovers and anxiety. But one thing that I think that I've found the most effective is taking a B vitamin because when we drink it, B vitamins are depleted and milk thistle Obviously, we know alcohol is like really damaging for our liver. So there's something like milk thistle detoxifies the liver and ginger and turmeric helps with like the nausea and the headache the next day. So I'll take them when I get home from bed and I'll eat and I'll drink water when I remember. And I feel a lot better the next day compared to when I don't do that. Okay, what am I owning my shit for this week? I put up a question box and I asked you guys what you're owning your shit for. And a lot of you related to the topic, even though I didn't like, I didn't mention anything about the topic. And um, a lot of you said you're owning your shit for like drinking on the weekend, having a hangover and feeling like shit this week and you're sick. And that was going to, that was going to be me owning my shit. But then again, I'm like, oh, 80, 20 girls and boys. I think I'm going to own my shit for just the fact that You can have fun, you can go out, but you need to learn when to reel it in and call it a night 
and come back home and remember all the things that I've just spoken about, like make sure you're still getting sleep, make sure you're drinking your water, taking your vitamins, all of the things to help you the next day. And also I think one of my friends, this could definitely be another thing that I'm earning my shit for. When I'm hungover, I literally rot in bed and feel sorry for myself and eat like shit. And I was speaking to a friend the other weekend. She's like completely transformed her life. Again, she still lives by the 80-20 rule. But she said a year ago, the old her would have gone out would have been hungover in bed all day, would have eaten like shit and felt sorry for her. But the new her still goes out but learns to call it a night so she's still getting her sleep. Will get up, will still eat the food that she's meal prepped that that week to fuel her body and will still move her body the next day. She said, I'm going to feel like shit regardless so I may as well fuel my body and treat it the way, treat it like a temple so I can feel better about myself that day even if it's just a little bit and like moving my body makes me feel better. And then I feel like I don't waste it a whole day just because I've gone out the night before. So I think that is something that I'm earning my shit for. I need to learn how to call it a night and I need to learn how to, yeah, you can rest for a few hours in bed in the morning, but don't waste your whole day just because you feel like shit because I am very guilty for that. I think also guys stick out for... I'm going to change the days of when I post. I know I've done that a few times now, so I apologize if it is a bit annoying. But I'm looking at either a Tuesday, posting on a Tuesday now instead of a Friday. So look out for that. Um, Make sure you are notified to my episode so you never miss an episode. And I have some really exciting guests coming up planned. Um, especially I'm recording with Regan, who I talk about a lot on this podcast next week, and we're going to talk about dating. So I'm going to put up a little question box probably tomorrow over the weekend. So make sure if you guys have any questions about dating or situationships or like breaking up from your boyfriend long-term or moving interstate because she's moved from Adelaide to Melbourne. I think that's a huge thing to do. But now she's just formed all these beautiful connections and relationships And I just really aspire to her for that. Anyway, you will hear about that in an an episode very soon because we're recording next week. So that will be a sleigh. Don't forget to rate and review, guys. I love you. I hope you have the most beautiful rest of the week. If you know who someone who struggles with anxiety or hangovers in general, send this to them because they'll thank you for it and they'll love you for it. Anyway, remember... Nothing changes if nothing changes. I don't know why I just sung that.